closer that you can be to the customer, the better marketing you can do. Welcome back to Marketing Conversations with Lamp House Films, where we give you access to tips and insights from today's marketing thought leaders. Marketing is such a big part of today's world. And at Lamp House, we think that how we do it really matters. That's why we create the ads that we do, and that's why we produce this show. We have a great episode in store for you. We're talking to Andrew Mock, the CMO for the car sharing app, Turo. It's brilliant, and so is Andrew. He's been honored as one of Ad Age's 40 Under 40 and is on Forbes' CMO Next list. Podcast platforms depend on reviews to rank podcasts and help listeners find shows that they'll like. We appreciate all our reviews, so please take a moment to leave us one today. For people who don't know who are listening to this podcast, tell us a little bit about, about Turo. Yeah, sure. So Turo is uh, the world's largest uh, peer-to-peer car sharing marketplace. Um, you know, I think a, a lot of folks like to call us the Airbnb for cars. Uh, as, as the marketing person, I like to think about Airbnb as the Turo for homes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, same, same deal, gets, gets the job done. Um, you know, we were founded back in 2010, so we've been around for just over 10 years now. Uh, we have almost 20 million signups. We've got hundreds of, of thousands of cars listed around the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. And, uh, and yeah, so it's a really, really fun company and, and a great kind of alternative to other car sharing and other traditional car rental alternatives. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I want to I wanted to chat with you about because it does almost seem like it's an evolution where like maybe Turo would be a little harder to sell if people hadn't already come to terms with Airbnb and then Uber. But I feel like each of these services has had their own battles. I mean, everybody knows the story about like Airbnb trying to raise capital. Like it's hard to defend before it's an established thing. And I feel like you guys are sort of in that same like space where before you mentioned it, I didn't even realize that competition to Turo existed. Like you guys are, I feel like pretty clearly the dominant voice here. And so you're needing to do a lot of educating while trying to sell. So, so what is that like from the marketing side? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a really fun challenge. You know, one of our company values is, uh, you know, we think about ourselves as, as pioneers, as pioneering something Mm. completely new. And in many ways, that's what innovation is, right? Like that's Mm. what invention is. It's, doing something that everybody thinks it's crazy and everybody thinks is weird until it becomes normal. <laughs> uh, and, and that's in many ways, I think what, what we've been building here at Turo is just kind of making this concept of peer-to-peer car sharing normal. And I think part of what has uh, driven this is just the fact that we offer something that's so different in the market. You know, So let's talk about, we call it the host and the guest. So the hosts are the car owners, the guests are the folks who book the car. You know, on the guest side, uh, it's a very, very different value proposition that we offer versus traditional car rental. You know, traditional car rental is sort of like compact economy. You know, it's a commoditized experience. It's like it's the, the last part of your trip that you think about planning. For Turo, it's interesting cars. We like to say you have everything from A3 to Z4. You've got the Cadillac Eldorado. You've got the Tesla Model 3. We've actually just got the uh, the new Ford Bronco 2021 Sport Edition. Oh, cool! Really, really, yeah, really, really hard to find, and we were the first place where you can actually get access to it. Mm. Um, so it, it's about you know turning this thing that people used to think about as a commodity into more of a central part of your travel experience. Um, and then on the host side, it's creating an economic platform. You know, mm. like Etsy, like Shopify, 
we create economic opportunity for people who are looking to uh, you know, share one card or just offset the cost of car ownership to sharing multiple cars and creating a bit of a small business and generate sort of, uh, you know, financial freedom, economic opportunity for themselves and their family. So, you know, we've created this really, really powerful platform. And so I think over time, as we educate people about it, it's going to become, you know, less, less weird, less strange and more, mm -hmm. more normal. So which of those two things are you leading with? So I, I imagine that the majority of your marketing is not going to speak to both of these people at the same time the hosts and the guests that you're you're sort of targeting one or the other is do you sort of go for the hosts and hoping that they'll help get the message out to the guests or are you guys sort of like pushing equal weight in both places yeah it's great great question we we kind of think about it as you know our collective customer is the guest you know and mm. so in many ways a lot of the brand campaigns more of the brand forward stuff that we do is about appealing to the guests on the platform, you know, ultimately those are the customers who will be transacting. Mm. And we think about our host, the supply side as essentially business partners. You know, these mm. are folks who we work alongside to provide amazing guest experiences, to provide, uh, you know, an amazing community, to provide, you know, an efficient marketplace for our guests. Um, that being said, as you can imagine, because this is such a new concept, particularly for the host side, you know, like I mentioned, it's this idea of sharing your car is, is strange mm. to most people there's a lot of market education that we need to do. Yeah. So, so, so what we do on that side is, you know, we really try to be targeted about what is the audience that we want to speak to there and what is the message that we want to get across to them. Yeah. And the audience tends to be, you know, it's car enthusiasts, it's people who are looking for, uh, you know, small business opportunities. It's uh, folks in the, I don't know if you've heard of this community called FIRE, <laughs> Financial Independence, mm. Retire Early. Uh, so it's, oh, you know, it's a, okay. it's yeah, yeah. looking for sort of like, uh, you know, building side businesses, building wealth on the mm. side to kind of, you know, be able to get financial freedom and, and retire early. So that's the audience that we really focus on on the host side. And, and, you know, we educate uh, them about this, this opportunity through content marketing, through telling stories about our host and, and, and a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I saw on your on your Instagram, the first thing that you're linking are these blogs to stories, at least at the time, to stories about other hosts, which I thought was interesting that you were sort of leading with that content marketing. Is that a big part of, I assume that's there just so that people who are sort of nervous about it can read a little bit more and be like, oh, wow, this is actually working really great for people. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm glad glad you checked out our Instagram. I encourage all your listeners to check out our, our Turo Instagram as well. It's some awesome, amazing content mm -hmm. on there. Um, you know, I think the way that we like to think about it is that our brand is really a window into the, the stories of our hosts and guests. It's a mm -hmm. window into the stories of our community. We don't want, you know, if our brand is dominating the conversation or it's front and center and we're trying to push it, that's, that's not what we want to be. We want it to be a window into our community because ultimately that's what powers the marketplace. It's, mm. you know, our, our brand is there, we're facilitating it, but it, it's really the hosts, it's the guests, it's the, the stories that come about from both sides of the marketplace. That's really what's important. Um, and coincidentally, that's also, you know, what resonates the most from a marketing standpoint. You know, they don't really want to hear all that much about Turo. They want to hear about, you know, Dennis in Miami, who, you know, used to be a pro football player and now he's running his own small car sharing business on the side or, you know, guest stories of people who are traveling with their families or they're getting access to unique cars. I mean, those are really the things that I think people want to want to hear about. And and I think that's how our brand resonates with people. Um, and I think it, it, at the same time, you know, getting back to what we were talking about, this idea of educating the market, validating the concept, it's social proof, right? You see mm -hmm. real people using it. You see 
you know, it's not some stranger giving you your car. Suddenly it's Justin and Megan in Denver who are sharing their Jeep. You know, it's, it's real people. Um, and so I think all of these things, you know, collectively, that's sort of what our, what our brand strategy has been. And it, and it goes, I think, a long way in, in kind of educating people about the market and, and getting people comfortable uh, with peer-to-peer -peer car sharing. So how, how are you guys going about finding those people who will be the early adopters to this new concept? So you had said that your market for your guests is all about uh, specialty cars or specific experiences with cars. So how are you finding those people to get to get in front of them? Well, I think actually in the, in the early days, uh, so probably 2010, 2015, it, it was more of the kind of early adopter audience, which is folks who you know, tend to be a little bit younger and uh, they want to experience something a bit new and they're kind of kind of more tech forward. But I would say over the last few years, almost all of the growth has been propelled more of more by kind of the mainstream use cases. Mm. Uh, and, and it's sort of cracking more into the mainstream now. And it's not really just the early adopters. And I think what what's appealing to folks in the mainstream is not only do you get the selection of vehicles, you get the interesting Porsche speedsters or, you know, or, you know, whatever. But we also have all sorts of every other car, right? You, you know, mm -hmm. you can get access to a Toyota Prius. Uh, Honda Civic is actually one of our of our most booked cars. Uh, mm. And so I think folks like this idea of they know exactly what car they're going to get, whether it's a Jeep Wrangler in Hawaii or it's you know a, a four wheel drive in Denver. They they know what they're going to get and they can expect it, and it's not some sort of surprise vehicle. And I think folks you know really like the convenience of the experience. You know, it's not traditional car rental kind of sitting there and you know, getting upcharged and signing paperwork and standing in line. It's everything is on your phone. Everything is on your app. You're getting a very personalized experience, one-on-one -on -one communication with the host who's, who's giving you, you know, providing you the car. It's, um, you know, we have a feature called Turo Go where actually you can lock and unlock the car directly uh, on the app. So you actually don't need to meet anybody. You can just unlock the car, you know, show up, unlock the car with your app. So all of these things combined, I think, you know, you've got unique selection. You've got a much more convenient experience, I think, that has actually really allowed us to propel uh, into the mainstream. Was that a jump that you guys took um, consciously? Like, were were you like, okay, we've been at this for a few years. It's time for us to take the the leap away from those early adopters and into the mainstream. Or is that something that you sort of saw evolve? Um, it wasn't really kind of a conscious decision. I mean, I think it's 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 really the evolution of the uh, of the marketplace. Um, mm -hmm. In many ways, the the way that we've um, sort of thought about managing the marketplace is observing what's happening and taking the cues from our users. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you I'll give you an example of this. So, in the early days of the uh, of the business, um, the only uh, location option we had was you get the car at the home or whatever is the car location. Uh, so you know the car is located three blocks. The guest walks three blocks, gets the car. You know. That, that's what it is. We found that actually many of our hosts were being quite innovative and they were saying, hey, if you don't want to come to the car location, um, you know, I'll deliver the car to you for an extra $20. Mm. Uh, just pay me $20 in cash. And uh, this was growing very, very quickly. And, and we didn't have, we didn't even know this was happening in the beginning. We didn't have any feature to enable it. And it grew to be, I think, 10, 15% of our business. And we were like, hey, we, we need to do something about this. We need to make this easier. Uh, and so we, we introduced the delivery feature. And so now you can get the car delivered to you. There's all these uh, settings where the host can decide what the delivery fee is, what their delivery radius is, how far they'll deliver mm -hmm. it. 
um, and it's you know now actually a huge part of our business is delivery. So, you know, so there's a lot of you know you create this marketplace, you you allow it to be open, and then you just observe what's happening. You know, our, your users are going to tell you what they like and and what they they'll actually use, and then it's up to us to notice it and then to turn that uh, into a feature and, and you know and, and to sort of standardize it. That's the thing that I feel like is like the the staple of every good marketer that I've spoken to. It's just like how closely are you listening to the people that you're serving, and how quickly can you adapt to create the features that they really want? Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of it's like you said, it's it's sort of the fundamentals of marketing. It's marketing 101. You you got to listen to your customers, <laughs> and the more <laughs> the more in tune the more in tune you are with your customers, and the more that you're thinking about yourself as a as a customer-focused brand, as a and as a customer-focused company, um, you're not you're never going to go wrong with that. Thanks for watching another episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamphouse Films. Make sure to subscribe to our mailing list below for special bonus content, including a really interesting deep dive that Andrew and I did into one of Turo's biggest ad campaigns. Thanks for watching.